We got a Super Mario Brothers movie review, Nintendo's potential future in Hollywood, a new Harry Potter series on HBO Max, and some ah, brand spanking new news with Star Wars right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online, the genre-first podcast network in the world, right? The world, generally. Um, that was some sexy-sad shit jammer with the brand spanking news, because the stories primarily involve Ray and, like, the spanking. That's kind of weird and a little awkward. It isn't primarily. Uh, there are three separate news stories about what the thing... I don't know, man. That that sounds like a transgression to me. Anyway, we're going to say, have a conversation like about Mario. Harry Potter. He did say Harry Potter, not Harry Potter. Maybe it's a Colorado thing. Harry, Potter? Harry Potter? You're right. I forgot to bring Harry in my, my British accent. Harry Potter? I always imagine that's Dobby not, saying Dobby. You just did Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start out with our... to go back to school. <laughs> We're gonna start out a review of Super Mario, but I almost want to jump to the Harry, Harry Potter news now. It's very exciting. Um, so we have a film. We've got Super Mario. Uh, this is a film that is what thirty plus years in the making. Uh, shockingly, as someone who has been playing Mario games for more than thirty years, I have very little say about this movie that sits at a fifty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics and a 96% with the audience. Uh, that is incredibly shocking to me. So I can't wait to get into this and talk to you guys and see what you think about this Mario film. It's directed by Aaron Horvath and Michael Chelinick. That Those names sound mostly familiar to me from Teen Titans Go. Uh, I don't know if, those, if that stuck out to you as well, gents. One of them did the movie as well. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm still wearing my 3D glasses. I'll take these off. Uh, I actually had to see the film in 3D. So Super Mario 3D for me. I don't know about for you guys. Well, Jammer. Danny, unfortunately, didn't get a chance to see it. You guys are are flat as fuck. So, all right. Moving on. (laughs) Joseph Jammer Medina, let us hear your spoiler free impressions that was your opportunity to say it's a me uh of super mario super mario brothers uh i'll just start off by saying that this was my most anticipated movie of the year um what? but you know yeah i was so excited for you want fucking drugs sorry yeah. go ahead with your Twitter over review. guardians over yeah. indiana jones Spider Man. not even an indian spidey yeah oh my God. Well, the He's trailers, smoking. the trailers, the trailers got me amped up, and I'm I'm sorry to say that it did not live up to the hype. So essentially, I'll just say this: Super Mario Brothers. It captured the essence of Super Mario Brothers, the video games, and was fun to watch, but just kind of a middling, average time at the movies. I give it a C. Also, it no. has way too much. Uh, it it goes way too fast. That movie could have used an extra thirty minutes. That movie needed an extra thirty minutes, in my opinion. Didn't, no, it didn't. That movie was oh, ninety yes, minutes did. long. You're no, saying you want that, this film to yes. be two hours? That movie could have been an hour wow, and fifty you're... minutes easy. I mean, here's I'll talk about this later. But that's my those are my thoughts. This is one of those few movies that could have benefited from a longer runtime. 
No, absolutely not. So listen, um, it is now April. Last month was the fourth anniversary. March was the fourth anniversary of Breaking Geek Rare, the podcast. This is the podcast that Nick and I started, then did with Tanya, then Jammer came on, then Danny came on. I, I say this to say, uh, not because I wasn't on the anniversary show, but to say in all of the films that we've reviewed, I have never fallen asleep on a film until today. Um, oh, wow. Now, certainly part of that could be that I was sleepies. That's always true. Um, but I definitely dozed off during this film in the last like 15, 20 minutes of it. That should give you some impression of like how gripping the final act of this film was. All that to say, I didn't give a fuck. I agree with Jammer wholeheartedly that this is at least a solid C, if not C+. I do think that the 55% is an insane score, uh, an insanely low score. While I didn't particularly care for this movie, I didn't love it. I mean, because if I think we we too often look at it still as a grade, it's not a grade. It's literally saying half the critics were like, nah, half the critics were like, yeah, yeah, okay. So it's, I could see half the people not liking it easily. I don't think there's anything objectively wrong with this movie. I think that it is. Oh, I do. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, Um, go ahead and finish your spoiler-free thoughts, and then we can jump into spoilers. Yeah, I just. All that to say, I got I got super sleepies while watching this film, and yeah, I, I think families will enjoy it, and but I don't think that this is the film that gamers of our age were looking for. Okay, so, so. let's hop into spoilers then. Um, I, the only reason I want to talk about spoilers is I do want to dig deeper into the reasons why I thought this movie could have been longer. This shit happens way too fast in this movie. Like, so for example, you know, the intro, I thought, okay, that's got a nice little intro, whatever. It's all good. And you kind of go into it. And then you get to the Mushroom Kingdom. And then you have Toad, who without question is all about Mario just hanging out with him. And I'm like, I think we need a motivation. I think we need to know who this guy is and where he's coming from and why. Toad? We don't necessarily spend him. Yeah. Who, who, no. who is he? Who is he? Why? Why is he? Why is he? There care? was absolutely no reason. And that, what I love about that Disagree. is that Peach was like, "Do you know him?" And he was like, uh, "No." And he was like, uh, "He's my best friend." Like, no, I like that this was this was done better in Puss in Boots, where it was a part of his personality. The Last Wish, it was a part of his personality, and there was like a reason for it. He was attached to people because he was lonely. There was nothing there for Toad. There should have been something for Toad, and that could have been an extra few minutes, not a lot, just a couple minutes to justify it throughout the movie. It would have been fine. Similarly, when Mario ran into Peach, they were really quick to say like, okay, cool, let's go. And I'm like, uh, what? Let's talk a little bit about more of the fact she's like, you're human. And they kind of brushed past that. I'm like, they should have dug more into what that potentially could mean and all that. And it just felt like there was, I think this movie, this movie felt like an outline of a script and it felt like they didn't give time for it to breathe. And I'm like, give me give me scenes to work with here. Give me something to work with. Give me motivations for these characters. That way I can buy what's happening, which would then make me care about them more, which would then make the final act actually mean something. Cause there are a lot of moments in that final act, like when they, uh, or not even in the final act, but even like throughout the movie where they say, Mario, you never give up, do you? And I'm like, well, that would have been nice to plant at the very beginning of the movie or a couple of other things throughout where, Hey, that was a nice payoff to a plant that didn't happen. 
that was a nice payoff to a plant that didn't happen. They were a bunch of those throughout where it's like the ingredients were there, but they just weren't baked properly. And they just weren't given enough time to breathe. And if they had been given that, if we had been given those scenes, we had been given that time, we would have cared about the ending and it would have been more impactful. Cause I remember thinking at the conclusion when they both had like their, you know, the superstar invincibility thing. And I was thinking, ah, I feel like I should care. And I don't, they could have added more scenes so that I could care. And that's where I'm thinking this time could have been utilized as it is the backbone and spine of the story. People say it's not a good story. I think the story is fine. I just think it didn't, it didn't dig deep enough into the motivations and didn't dig deep enough into like the actual and actual scenes. And that made it feel like a bad story. It was just poorly executed in favor of keeping things zippy in favor of squeezing in as many Easter eggs as possible, which don't get me wrong was awesome to see. And it looked gorgeous and it captured that essence and made me want to play Mario Odyssey, but didn't result in a fulfilling film. You know what's impressive? I'm not sure you breathe in the last 60 seconds. Yeah. Um, I agree with you from this perspective. Puss in Boots is unquestionably a better movie. So if you have 90 minutes to kill, watch watch the final wish. Puss in Boots. Last absolutely. wish. Last wish. Um, I agree with everything that you're saying. I guess my thing was I didn't expect a lot from this film. Um, and so... I accepted those things as being like, meh, whatever. If you walked into this and said that the story was bad, then the story of every Mario game is bad. I mean, right? like the, this Mario has no story. It's, it's usually really yeah. Princess Peach is captured. Go get her. That's it. That's literally it every single time. Maybe, maybe we'll get a Rosalina backstory, but that's usually and, those were done in secret and weren't revealed my, to Miyamoto yeah. until after the fact. My big problem in this film is kind of that they went in and felt like someone had to be captured. Like, Hey, it's 2023. We can't have the princess get captured again. What are we going to do? So they had Luigi get captured. And to me, that was a mistake because I thought one of the best things about this movie was the relationship between Mario and Luigi. Um, They did a really good job setting that up in the beginning. And even in flashbacks, right, getting to see the baby versions of them. And while that could come off as just an Easter egg, it still set up them as characters really well. But for the majority of the movie, 67% of the movie, they're separated. And mm-hmm. I thought that Chris Pratt and Charlie Day were really good together. So yeah. that is one thing that was... All the performances dis- were great in this movie. I thought so, too. Um, I... You know, for all of the hate that Chris Pratt got from the beginning, he did, great. Um, he did a good job. I and the expectations that gamers and people had that he was going to sound like the character of Mario that we have become accustomed to, absolutely ridiculous. But I thought that they did a good job of striking the balance between that and what's reality, right? So we got like that goofy voice throughout the course of this movie. And so we understand like little things about why they are the super Mario brothers. We understand like where that voice comes from. We understand a lot of those things. So I enjoyed that. Um, who was your favorite? You, you said everyone did a great job. Who was your favorite performance? Mm-hmm. I think either Charlie day or Jack black. Okay. Um, 
What about you? I really enjoyed. I I like DK. A oh, he, lot. He, um, he I liked fun. his character, but I mean, that was just Seth Rogen. I don't think he did anything super yeah. special. <laughs> no, he was just fine. He was just he was just yeah. funny. Um, you know who I didn't like? I didn't like uh, it's a Cranky Kong. Yeah, I, I didn't did like him not... either. He sounded too young. Yeah, I was like, you just sound cranky. What's going on here? There's no crank in this Kong. He kind of talks um, like this. It's yeah, really kind of weird. I didn't like that. I didn't like. Yeah, that I didn't like it either. Um, but I, I liked there was some character development for Luigi throughout the course of this. Um, and if and they so had more I've... time, it could have been better. <sighs> it's fine. Um, I think the problem, and here's right. why I, I see it with you. It's just like I look at it, you, your perspective. Like, no, I don't want 30 more minutes of the movie I got. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're right. You want you want it improved because like adding that time would have made you care more and would yes. have been a better experience. We need the release the Snyder cut of the Super Mario Brothers movie, please. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, there were probably I, I can't imagine. There were just so many Easter eggs and so much stuff that they were doing in this. Could they have found more time for character development? Yeah, because I'm now I'm thinking right I'm trying could, to figure out. Well, I'm trying to figure out, you know, I'm trying to recall how long Puss in Boots was because I felt like that was um, really good in terms of developing Puss in Boots as a character, even though that was like, what, the third, fourth film in that? It was and the it, second, like it was the second Puss in Boots movie. Was it really? Oh, well, yeah, that's not fair. He's been developed in other properties, but if this one felt like they did a much better job of doing that for him. Um, question for you about this. As you look back and recall, would you, did you prefer this or Sonic? Good question. I think I know Sonic was probably a little bit better because Sonic leaned into the heart a bit more. But I yep. think Mario is a movie that captures the world a whole lot better because Mario is just in the real world. Or excuse me, Sonic is just in the real world. I want to see more. Like It made me so hungry to go back to the Mushroom Kingdom and just to experience this world with a better story. So I see more. After I saw Sonic, I was like, that was great. I don't feel the need to see the sequel. I still haven't seen the sequel, which I will at some point. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I will. It just hasn't happened yet. But Mario, I'm like, I'll be there day one to watch a sequel because I want to see more of this world, even if the original movie was kind of that. And I hate to say it like all my criticism. I mean, I don't think it's going to stop this movie from being a huge mammoth success. I think they it counted what it did. Like and I mentioned this when it first got picked up by Illumination like years ago when it was first announced. Chris Milladondri, who also, by the way, was a producer on Puss in Boots. That guy is a genius. Illumination. I don't care what people say, they're geniuses. They make relatively mediocre movies on a uh, mediocre Small budget. budget. Yeah. They make so much money because they know what appeals to kids. And no matter what I say, they kind of know what kids like to see. And I think I think this could have been better still. I think if I had been if I had been in the writers' room, I could have made this a billion dollar movie. But now it's just gonna make yeah. like six to seven hundred million dollars, which is still great and is totally fine. But they Illumination gets it where it counts for the most part. Though I do love the Sing franchise. Yeah, no, I I 100% agree with that. I I think I, I talked about in my spoiler for review the fact that you know families are going to enjoy this, um, irrespective of what we say here. There were people that got up and clapped in the theater that I was in. They were like Mario clap. I was like, nah, nah, it's not all that. It's not all nerds. that. Nerds, but nerds, nerds. 
Um, I don't have a lot else to say about this film. I did have one question for you um, about what else you would want to see from Nintendo, um, mm-hmm. given what you saw here. And would you want Illumination to do it? Uh, sure. I mean, with this, well, let's start with this Mario. I- I'm totally down to see more Mario and Donkey Kong stuff from Illumination. That's kind of been established here. Honestly, I'm okay with Illumination being involved in pretty much all of them as much as like, I'm hoping that they learn from this and that they help build stronger stories. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. I like Sing. They can do good stuff. Like, oh, no, I'm la- I'm shaking stuff. my head because they're not going to learn anything from making a mediocre movie where and then have families give them money hand over fist to see it. I think if it there's doesn't no less, a- they're not going to learn anything. Oh, I think okay, if, it, if it if it doesn't hit a billion dollars, I think there's obviously room to grow. This movie should be a billion dollar movie. And I'm hoping it doesn't make a billion dollars so they could maybe learn their lesson. I don't know. I don't know. Because this is and I'm wondering also how much of this has to do with Miyamoto. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto, who's the creator of Mario. It's funny because uh, he notoriously doesn't like story in his video games, which in his video games, I don't know about other things, but I could also imagine being there and be like, no, there's too much story here. Cut it out. Let's get them hopping around. Let's get them jumping around. No, no, no. Cut that out. That's not, it's too much story. Let's go ahead and do this. He says he doesn't like dislike story, but begged to Do you think that happened in this? Do you think there were, there were I have no idea. where he was just like cutting? Okay. I have no idea, but it feels like it could have been because so you're I saying we got the Miyamoto like, cut. We need yeah, a Snyder cut. We need to release the ultimate edition <laughs> of Super Mario Brothers movie, a 30 minute longer edition of the Super Mario Brothers movie where we actually care about what's <laughs> happening. Um, would I see more of illumination with these, with the Mario, the Mario verse, I would say. Yeah, I think I would. I think I, I'd hope they'd have more create, more creative folks to go in and do story more more story focused things and add it to an already impressive animation and it's very clear that this movie was made with a lot of love from a lot of animators who grew up with this and so like i think they did a lot right here and i think the fixes would have been fairly easy overall to this story are you whispering Um, don't whisper to me i I don't know yeah it could have it could have been better but yeah, I, I would. I would see more of them. I'm trying to think of what else I want to say about Mario before we transition into your actual. It looked question. gorgeous. It did. I thought it looked amazing. It did okay. look amazing. Um, I'm trying. Hold on. I'm trying to think here if there's anything else that I want to say. It's okay. It's okay. Just let it go. It's all, all right. right. It's gone. Let it go. It's okay. Move on. It's gone. Yeah, let it's it go. gone. Let Let's it go. move on. Let's move on. All right. Uh, I want a punch out game or a movie. That's all I want. <laughs> Okay. I want to see that. That's all. That's what I want to say. How do, how do you how do you adapt the music though? How do you adapt the music? Eight bit style. Punch do you, out. Do you update update that? Yeah. I thought they did a really good job here. Uh, so Brian Tyler, who did the score for this, did a really good job of integrating the old and the new. And so I would like to see more of that. Um, okay. I was actually kind of surprised, Jammer, you didn't talk about that uh, because you're a big music guy. You, I heard you bitch and moan and during Tetris how they used the wrong music. Here they had the actual music and they they blended that with actual score music. Yeah, they did a great job with it too. I actually I want to go back and revisit it in the score form before I make a thoughts about it. Like it when it worked, it okay. worked, but I almost wanted I'm a fucking I almost wanted more. I almost wanted it to be incorporated more into just, orchestration. Just, like just, I know. Lady. 
Well, because you know what it was is like there was a part where they were underwater, and I was like, "Here's the part where they could have go like dun dun dun," and they didn't until the very end where they had it in the credits. They could have swapped that and had a, a version of that, a darker version, when they were about to get eaten by the giant sea monster. Okay. All right. I'll I will accept this. But what they what was Anything done else? was great. Yes. Like this, the, everything that was done was fantastic scores. But yeah, let's move on to like you want to see a punch out movie, so. Uh, how would you how would you make a punch out movie and how would you want it to be done? Do you want it to be done live action? Do you want it to be done illumination? Another animation studio? What do you what do you want from this? Uh, I want to see I could see it with this animation studio and I would like to see I want it animated. I'm fine with illumination doing it. Um, I just think that it would be fun to to get to see these ridiculous characters in an actual. What's either, the story? Who's Lil Mac? Uh, what, what do we? Mean, what do who we, is we Little Mac? What? Who is Little Mac? So, what's his story, and how do we incorporate the other boxers into this? It's just Rocky. What are you talking about, dude? It's, it's Rocky an, an anime term- tournament yeah. arc. Come on, yeah. Jammer. Jesus. I'm asking him. I'm not asking him for my vision. I'm asking him for his vision. Oh no! Thank that's you. What, what other? What else? What else would you? It's, what yeah, else would you do? It's Golden Gloves. It's Golden Gloves. <laughs> Little Mac, Golden Gloves. Do some tournament style type. You, you thing. want this story, um, Jonesy? You, you need to watch the the anime Hajime no Ippo, which I've been revisiting. And uh, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, and uh, yeah, watch Hajime no Ippo. It's very fulfilling. This is the one from Creed Three, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll check that out. I will write it down. I'll add it to the list. Well, um, as far as what would I want to see from from Nintendo? Like I I think there's a lot of potential there. I think this proves that these movies can be successful more than I liked Detective Pikachu, but Detective Pikachu didn't feel like Pokemon. This feels like Mario. And I think going leaning more into this for their future, I I anticipate a lot of they can have so many spin-offs. They can have a Donkey Kong spin-off. They can have a Toad spin-off. They can have a Peach spin-off. They can have a Luigi spin-off. They can literally have a Bowser. They can have a spin-off for every character in this freaking movie and just create a whole bunch of them. And I think that's uh, there's a lot of potential there for that. It also makes me want a Paper Mario version because I feel like the Peach here felt very Paper Mario-ish, and I want to uh, I want that. It'll be the NCU Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Exactly. Yeah. You're shaking your head, Jonesy. Why? Why don't you like Paper Mario? Have you ever played a Paper Mario game? They have the best. Oh, for about stories. five seconds, I'm just not an RPG guy. But what they have I the think best would stories. Work, but what I think would work is a scene, right? An, an N64 scene or a Paper Mario scene. I don't no, know. That I think that's an no. entire. You need a Paper Mario. You need a Paper Mario film Wrong. or a series. You are incorrect. Listen, listen. I tell you this a lot. You're wrong. Um, Does yeah, Danny we, have a movie? He, he would, yeah, Danny. Nintendo thing brought brought to I know life we, at all. I know we said we didn't want any uninformed opinions, but but based on watching Super Mario Brothers, Danny, the what Mario, oh, what oh. Nintendo, what <laughs> Nintendo product or movie would you like to to see in the future? Dot Hunt. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. Who play? Who plays the dog? I want duck hunt, and I don't need to know the duck's backstory. Alan Tudyk plays the dog, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) That could Um, actually be a really good Tom and Jerry style cartoon. Yeah, except usually with guns, there's like not a lot of. It's. I guess they were pretty violent back then too, so maybe not. I was trying to think about. I was like, oh yeah, literally, they had legitimate guns back then. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's what I want. That's what I want. I'm sorry. That's what I want for the thing that Danny brought up. My bad. And that's what I want. That's what I want. You want something yes. else. I want. You want some anime stuff. I want that kind of you know, it's funny is this whole time Kyle thought that I was literally leaning into the idea of, oh, I want a Zelda game or I want a Zelda movie. That wasn't what this was coming to. It was literally more about assuming this is a, a big success. Where do we realistically think Nintendo will will put their chips in next? Is it going to be another Mario sequel or is it going to be in Mario sequel plus something else? And if it is plus something else, what do you believe would be that next big product? And I know some people I... I've seen online. And I, I don't know if, how likely this is, but this movie may want to see it more. An animated Star Fox would be dope. Yeah, that'd be good. Could be really, really good. I honestly think if this does well, I think a Luigi's Mansion spinoff yeah. is very, very likely. Whether that comes in the form of some streaming series or a movie, I don't know. But I, I think a uh, a Luigi's Mansion is very, very uh, popular Uh Part of the franchise there. Yeah, agreed. And I'm surprised they didn't lean more into that. They kind of hinted at it a bit. I thought it would make a bigger chunk of this movie. And it really wasn't because no part of this movie is a big chunk of this movie because that's just the nature of this movie. Um, and it, it, what, speaking of what Jonesy said, like they could have spent more time with Luigi and them together. I think they could have just spent more time with Luigi before he was, you know, captured, like him going off in his own little thing rather than getting captured almost immediately. Um, but I think what this movie proved is that Almost any sub franchise can exist within Super Mario Brothers movie. Like the next movie, like rather than having a Luigi's Mansion spinoff, I could see them having Super Mario Brothers two and like a huge subplot just being Luigi's Mansion part of it, or, or Mario Kart, of, or Mario Kart, or Smash yeah, Brothers. They just kind of incorporated everything into it. So yeah, I think it's more likely we'll get to see those aspects incorporated into Super Mario Brothers sequels going forward rather than specific spinoffs. But you know what's going to happen. We're going to get a sequel with Yoshi or Luigi. I'm sorry, Waluigi and uh, Wario. That's what's going to happen. Is Wario going to team up with uh, with Bowser? Are they going to free Bowser? Yes. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Anything else? No, I think, I think I'm okay. I'm All okay right. to move on. All right. So what are we moving on to? We're we moving on to Star Wars or Harry Potter. What are we doing? Harry Potter! Harry Potter. Harry Potter. All right. All right. So uh, Bloomberg has announced that or has said that Warner Brothers is nearing a deal for Harry Potter to be an HBO Max television series. Uh, the plan for this rumored show or the one, the deal that they're working on is one that would see each season be an actual book within the series. Um the I'm trying to see if there's anything other any other relevant there's a lot there's a lot to this story like that's really it um so jammer do you have a reaction to that yeah, story I do. That, that, i've been that i've been wanting this i've been wanting this for so long uh why? ever why because they ever since harry potter 3 they've just been like they've had to cut out a lot of things by nature of because of the runtime and it wouldn't be a huge problem if it was done super successfully, but so many times you have issues where things just don't make sense. If you think about it for five seconds, cause they don't do a good job of closing the loop. They're just kind of like, eh, just keep it out. Just keep it out. Like in Harry Potter seven, inexplicably Harry, Harry 
has a piece of a broken mirror. That was never introduced in any previous movie. He just has a piece of a broken mirror because he had it in the book from a previous book in a scene that we didn't get in the movies. So we're just going to pretend that happened. I thought he took it from the, I thought he took it from the, from Abel Thor's, Abel Orth's house or whatever, whatever. Doesn't he take it from Abelforth's house? He takes it from that house before he's looking at it to to see things. Did he? Well, I think, I think I missed that. I've watched these movies so many times and I never noticed that. Anyway, because they're even looking at a broken mirror or something that, that, that Dumbledore's brother had. And I just assumed he took it because they make a, point of showing them with it if i recall correctly maybe that wasn't the best example but jam is absolutely right there were things that just kind of got painted over or ignored or just to speed things along with the story that probably wasn't the best one but but yeah that that shit didn't happen yeah it happened yeah, no, like the biggest one everybody wants is like hermione as the advocate for um was it the elves yeah the elves that yeah. was a big I, subplot that people were upset you. being cut out I don't I don't mind subplots being cut out. I just mind them being cut out when they play into the bigger part of the story and now the story doesn't make sense anymore. And I if they're they were pretty fast and loose about that. Um okay. to me, like I think that subplot doesn't really go anywhere, if I recall correctly. Um I'm sure maybe it just builds thing on that things. But I mean it's a thing that could be developed well into a series that could play into things in um, you know, throughout the season. And Obviously, one big hurdle they have is that the first two to three books are really short and not necessarily conducive to, you know, 10 episode series. But I think one benefit they could do, and I don't know if they would, is they could have different length seasons. Like they could have season one be six episodes. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online masters of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Season two be seven episodes, season three be nine episodes, and blah 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 and blah. Do it that way. So there's already a precedent for this with J.K. Rowling books. If you look at the Camorn Strike series, so they've adapted those for HBO Max already, and so you have seasons of different lengths based on the length of the story. So right. they've already done that with her. It's true, they have, and so I think there's a lot of potential there. Personally. I wanted to see an animated version, but please stop. That's oh, get the fuck out of here, Jonesy, Just with your animation stop. hate. Please stop. You please stop. It's not an animation but, hate. Like I, you, first off, you know me. You know I, I love know. Me a good cartoon. Which is you know which me, is why good, which is why I'm like, like so shocked. Just... Get out of here. Get out of here, Jonesy. With your with your, your shaking head. No thanks. No <laughs> thanks. Um, well, why don't you want an animated version? I just I I would have I prefer a live action version of this. I just do. Um I just do. I don't know that I think that there's much that animation would add to this. What I would accept, I would love animated flashbacks. So anytime they have to do a flashback, the way that they why are you making that face? Because I, I I I didn't understand what you meant, but now you're talking about the Deathly Hallows flashback stuff, right? Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, that. Okay. So like do it that way. 
That was fun. Also, what would be really great is if Harry's parents weren't played by a bunch of 40-year-olds or if, like, you know, the uh, the adults weren't super old. Because, you know, it's really weird and messed up about the Harry Potter timeline is that literally everybody should be 30 years old who is an adult. And they're all, like, 40 and 50 in the movies. This is really you complaining about every 80s movie where all the high schoolers are, like, 40 fucking years old. Who cares? <laughs> all right. Well, fuck me. Who cares? Man. Okay, so actually, Danny, you've you've had shockingly little to say about your uh, your native Harry Potter. You haven't even said the name. Harry Potter. Harry you Potter. Gotta, you got to do the thing. Harry Potter. I'm I am I'm happy to have a live action version. My only fear is that if they promise a series for a book, and the first series first couple of books don't go well we're kind of left wanting a little bit like what's happened with fantastic beast they promised what was it four or five movies and then after two movies we don't really want any more five thanks producer carl and now we don't really necessarily want any more but we kind of got to see the story finished out so no it's a it's a rock path to <laughs> success i think i think it's a rocky path to success looking at what happened to lord of the rings with i personally i love the show the 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 new uh the series on amazon but there was a lot of division a lot of people didn't like it the real rings fans said this didn't happen the you know the the fanboy kind of fans and 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 if that happens with the harry potter series on books one and two maybe three then maybe we won't get all of them and i would like to see all of them completed so it's a it's a dangerous rocky path and then you've also got jk rowling's current kind of status in the twitterverse and stuff with her comments on stuff so it's not going to be an easy journey to see all of these books made into all of these series. I would like to see it, and I think it can be done really well, but I don't hold out much hopes on it actually happening to any success, purely because of the size and the scope and the challenges in its path. So I hate to say and this, so but I'm going to Danny, say to it. your point, well, no. hold on. So to Danny's point about what happened with Lord of the Rings, I saw a headline. I just looked it up just to confirm. They said that most people didn't even finish the show. Thirty-seven percent of people did not, yeah. or did no. Thirty-seven percent people did finish the show. Yeah, the completion rate overseas was forty-five percent. Um, said the Rings of Power may reflect the critiques. The only with only thirty-seven percent of viewers finishing the series domestically. So domestically being within the United States. And would this be something that would affect the commissioning of season three? Because I think season two has been commissioned already, right? Am I right? But, it's an expensive show. So does, that mean that, so, so does that mean they've got to wrap the whole thing up in the next season? And therefore we're going to get a rushed storyline and stuff? So what do you think? Couldn't say. Um, I, yeah, Amazon has more of our money than anybody. But going back to Harry Potter. Um, yeah, go Or Harry Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. Harry, Harry Potter. I don't know how you want me to say it. Uh, Just not Harry. Not like that. I don't think, I don't think there's a world in which this series is not successful. I'm sorry. I feel bad saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think Harry Potter fans that they're full of shit and them saying they're not going to watch this. They're going to watch this. They're going to watch this. It's going to be successful when it comes out. And especially if it's relatively faithful to the books, the feeling of the books and things happen and they're, you know, they're properly built up. I think it's, I don't see a world in which this, if the, when the show is decent, that it's not a big hit. The 30th anniversary I, thing with JK with uh with the cast was huge. 
that thing or not 30th 10th and whatever anniversary it is of harry potter that thing was a huge hit on hbo max and i think enough time will have passed between then and now that people are going to be like okay the jk rowling thing we could separate her from harry potter let's enjoy the show for what it is yeah what time period would you set this at 90s because that's when the series takes place like because i don't see any reason to modernize it and because you know even the thing about harry potter i think about harry potter and his world is that technology messes with magic which is why it's not incorporated into the wizarding world uh and so it really wouldn't add anything to make it modern it would just make it more confusing because it's like well, why aren't they doing this thing so just keep it in the 90s where you don't question it as much anyway and you're good to go yeah who needs a marauder's map when you could just use your phone to gps someone <laughs> you can't it, google earth does not cover hogwarts no signal no okay. signal all right. Anything oh, else to say about this? Uh, hmm? I'm really excited. I'm really, I, I, I'm really excited about that. And I think that also, given the fact that Hogwarts Legacy was released amid a lot of controversy and has sold what over 12 million copies in the first like month, the first or second week, yeah, or first or second week. Come on, Harry Potter fans. I, I they so talk I, a lot of game. You're, you're. I think you're talking about two different groups of people. Um, Maybe I, I am. Maybe are, I am. Yeah. I think that there are people who would count themselves as Harry Potter fans who aren't necessarily in that group of people who are saying, like, I'm not going to XYZ or blah, blah, blah. There are other people who want JK Rowling held accountable for some of the things that she has said. And I think those she's gotten so much people, worse. She's gotten so much worse in the past I, those, month or that two. group of people, um, they fit into multiple buckets of folks. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. You know, that's yeah. a good point. Like, uh, maybe it, it isn't about those those very vocal people actually playing it, and more about those people who are just like, yeah, I like Harry Potter. I grew up with Harry Potter, and not even either caring or noticing, and just picking up the game or watching the series. And I think this one will very much be the same thing. The yep. series. I agree. I agree. When it happens. All Anything right, else yeah. to say, gents? Bring it on. Bring it bring on. It I, I, yeah, I, I don't see, like I said, I don't think oh, there's a world in which this is not successful. This is right. going to be a huge hit for them. You heard it here for first, but well, maybe the, the Warner brothers boardroom, but on this podcast <laughs> first, moving on. Well, Jeremy, do you want to on, I'm sorry. I'm going to say one more thing really quick. Sorry. So the thing about fantastic beasts though, is I think the reason why fantastic beasts, you know, it's crappy movies, whatever, but it also doesn't have that wish fulfillment aspect that, harry potter has and i think that's what hogwarts legacy brought and i think that's what retelling the harry potter series will also bring so that oh, oh no. i get to live in that is a huge part of it man like it's well here here's like, what, what house here's, are you from in my let's talk about going to school and learning magic da, 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 da. how many fantastic beasts are there three movies three yep. movies okay in the last one where we got more of a focus on Dumbledore and Grindelwald, I felt like that – I was like, we should have just started here. One, Dumbledore should be the main character for this series. Two, I I liked getting what we got from Mads Mikkelsen and um, Jude Law as characters. I get nothing from anybody else in this series. So the quality of the movies is also part of – like I just don't give a fuck about – 
um, these main characters. So sure. I don't necessarily need the wish fulfillment aspect of it, but give me characters that I'm interested in. They don't Maybe necessarily don't. have to be. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe it is just a me thing. Um, yeah. But I thought that Mads Mikkelsen and Jude Law killed it uh, for what we got. And I was more interested in watching them than anybody else. I'm thinking more about those people who are obsessed about Fucking Harry Potter. Commander. They're not obsessed about Harry Potter. They're obsessed about being a Gryffindor, or being a Ravenclaw, or going to school and having potions with Snape because it's a weird fetish now. I don't know. But like all of those things, it's all about just wish fulfillment for a lot of it. And of course, there's great storytelling and world building and all that. But I think it all kind of stems from the wish fulfillment aspect. Okay. You're entitled to your incorrect opinion. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to the next story, which I believe. Sure. You wouldn't go ahead. So we got some uh, spicy spanking new stories. I'm going to say spanking again. You're just going to lean into it again. I'm going to lean into the spanking. Mm. And this comes from starwars.com uh so we got a confirmation of another movie that it's still happening and that's from charmin obeyed chinoy who is involved in ms marvel uh he, that was the the project that lindelof damon lindelof was doing and they recently replaced someone else so that has been confirmed as still happening um and you're gonna have to correct me if i'm wrong but there are a couple other projects as well i don't know if these two were ever announced until now am i mistaken or Nope. These are, as far as we know, completely uh, these are completely brand new uh, announcements. No idea if these are connected to the former uh, Feige film or or any other previous ones. No. Yeah, no there's no indication on, on from, no from what we know in the past. I know they mentioned or it was mentioned in a leak, so it wasn't officially announced that at least the Kevin Feige film was done. So who knows? But so the new the two new movies that we're getting. Oh, I would I would say this. Mangold was once rumored and that that rumor was allegedly. Well, what's her name? Kennedy shot it down. Mangold was originally going to do the the Boba Fett uh, movie, if I'm not. I mistaken. thought that was Josh Trank. No, uh, uh, Mangold. Uh, uh, Trank was going to do something else. There was. Uh, um, but anyways. Uh, Mangold was at once and, and Kennedy said that, that it was a rumor. It had never, uh, been true or anything like that, but he, his name was once attached to, uh, Star Wars. Okay. Well, so you kind of alluded to this. The first film that we're getting is from James Mangold, who of course did Logan and Indiana Jones and the Dural of Destiny, as I call it. And, uh, so yeah, that movie has yet to come out, but you know, it's looking pretty good. You know, it had a new trailer drop early today which i haven't seen yet but i'm excited to check it out um in addition we're getting a movie from dave filoni who fans have been eager to see head into the world of live action following his tv transition amid the mandalorian verse um so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about james mangold his movie will go back to the dawn of the jedi what that means, I don't know. That's all the information we have to go off of right now. It's prior to the uh, prior to the old republic. So this is well, yeah, it's the dawn is, of the Jedi. It's when they. I don't know. I don't know how much they're gonna compress their time, but this should be like my dream of picking a thousand plus years in a direction yeah. and going there. And this should be so far back that there's there should be no no Palpatines, no no Skywalkers, none of none of that. Should no. should be should be yeah and i th- think uh 
the next one, the next movie that we're getting from Dave Filoni, will focus on the New Republic, and which is the uh, the world that follows, you know, after the Empire falls and stuff, and all this stuff's happening, and what emerges from that. And it will apparently close out the interconnected stories told in The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and the other Disney Plus TV series. So it's is you know this is just this is just, this is the thing that's happening. Um, I'm this kind of culminates. We've talked about this years ago, back in twenty. What year was it? I'm looking this up right now. Twenty twenty. God, it seems so long ago. It wasn't that long ago. We basically dropped this story a long time ago about how literally they have the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, and Ezra Bridger and Great Animal Thrawn show, and then a new character show that are going to kind of intercriss and cross and interweave with each other. And that's really what's happened here, which is cool that our story was correct. Uh, but I'm not sure how I feel about it, it culminating in a movie, and it just gives me Clone Wars vibes and how it's like you're going to ha- – it's not going to be accessible. It's going to be like very steeped in mythology to a point where I don't care. And I don't know, but I've never been a huge fan of Dave Filoni. I haven't really kept up with the star Wars shows. I haven't touched the Mandalorian. Didn't watch more than an episode of what the heck is that show called? Rebels. What's the show called? Rebels. No, no, not rebels. What the heck is that show? Bad, Wars, bad rebels. Batch. Bad, bad, no, the, batch. Live action, live action. Oh, and Andor. Andor. I haven't no. watched Andor, so I haven't been keeping up with my live what? action Star Wars. Is what I was saying. What yeah, the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I haven't watched more than an episode <laughs> of that. And uh, so my point is, it's I haven't the best been... goddamn one. I know, I know. Uh, but anyways, no, you don't because you haven't watched it. I didn't say anything. What? I didn't say anything bad. No, about you said it. I know, I know. I said no, you don't because you haven't oh, watched. Because everyone has been telling me to watch it, Jonesy. Uh, <laughs> doesn't like doing told. Anyways, we also we also got a little bit of extra detail regarding Charmaine Obey-Chinoy's film. It's going to be sent fo- set following the rise of Skywalker, and it will feature Daisy Ridley back as Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. So let's start with Danny. Danny, you've been awfully silent this yeah. episode. What are you looking forward to most, and what are you dreading most, and why? I'm not dreading anything. I am an outlier in this, and it's going to pee off Mr. Producer Kyle a lot, but I'm really enjoying all the Star Wars stuff at the moment. I genuinely think, though, a lot of it is because I really freaking hate a lot of the Marvel stuff at the moment, so I'm leaning into my other safe place stuff, which is the Star Wars Star Trek. There are actually hit and miss episodes in both uh, Mandalorian and, of course, uh, the Book of Boba Fett was was a bit of a challenge, but ultimately, I've been enjoying them overall. I've been loving seeing my Star Wars stuff on the screen again. Um, I've just sat through the Ahsoka trailer, and that looks really cool. I'm liking what the trailer's given me there. So if this all is intertwining into a big screen version so I can go and see my favorite stuff on the big screen, then I'm actually super happy. I'm with Kyle on the um, heading a thousand years in the past or the future for a whole completely new story with, was it James Mangold's, that his movie that could potentially do that? I think that's a great idea too. Because again, I can have my, 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 it's all about me, my Star Wars stuff, but I'm super happy to have it not connected with anything I'm currently watching. So honestly, Jammer, I'm not you know, not dreading anything at all. I'm super happy to have more Star Wars. Mando's not been awesome, but there's been bits of each episode that I've really enjoyed. Um, Boba Fett wasn't awesome, but there's bits of it that I've enjoyed. Andor was freaking great. So I'm just happy to have my Star Wars stuff. So I like how Marvel everyone ignores Kenobi. Star Wars stuff. 
Oh, yeah, we forget. Oh, yeah, oh, forget. oh no one's mentioned that one. Yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Same as we don't talk about Indiana Jones 4. Um, it didn't happen. <laughs> um, so I'm really enjoying all that stuff. The new Ahsoka trailer especially. There's characters and stuff in there that I didn't think I would see and ones that I didn't know were coming. Um, lightsabers, other Jedi. Amazing how Order 66 didn't really work that well, but who knows, right? Um, I'm excited about it, Jammer. Sorry, mate. Not I'm when there's money anything. to be made. Give me my Star Wars. Give me my Star Wars. And don't put it in anime. Give it to me live action. Jonesy, what are you dreading most? And why is it the Rise of Skywalker follow-up? <laughs> I so Part of it is I just hate the fact that they fucked over uh, Finn. And they're like, they really hey, the character. Yeah, they really did. And so I don't know if they have enough goodwill with John Boyega to fix no. that. No, he's not coming back. He's done. Right. And so that. That is upsetting to me. And so you're bringing back the blandest, least interesting character from the series um, and ignore, uh, I say ignoring, ignoring the one that you fucked over because they might not. Yeah, where's our Poe Dameron spinoff? Yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I'm i interested in this only from the perspective of like, it, it gives me Knights of the Old Republic vibes to say that we're going to move away from any time period that we know right now uh, that we've seen in live action. The only thing that worries me generally is tonally Filoni moving from television to a feature because Andor is the only project of anything in star Wars that looks like a star Wars project. Like this looks amazing. Nothing else really does. It is acted On like a TV Star front. Wars film. Yeah. It it is acted like a Star Wars film. It is shot like a Star Wars film. Everything else looks like Disney Plus bullshit. And I, so I'm curious how they're going to bridge that gap and what that's going to look like. I mean, the, I'm curious then, Jonesy, what, what your definition of a Star Wars film looks like. Because if you, you know, you've seen Andor, right? Nine movies and Han Solo and yeah. Rogue, uh, Rogue One, they don't look well, yeah, a lot of them look the same, but they Rogue One doesn't they look the do same, look the same. Others, right? So, but it way, looks more like seven Andor, of them look really, really similar. <laughs> yeah, Andor <laughs> looks more like those films. Than I think it's because they look like actual sets, do. they look like actual sets as opposed to uh volume they're also just shot and acted better and or just shot and acted better it it just is yeah. it is more consistent well, with the better, films. i agree i'm not sure about the, written, the shot thing written, i don't know better. what I mean by visually looks like a star wars movie think about some of the shots we've gotten with um like establishing shots um the way planets look the way ships yep. look um, it looks more in line with Rogue One than anything that we've gotten. Now, I will say that Mandalorian, especially this season, um, where we've gotten some space battles, like that stuff looks cool, and but it looks more like new Star Wars versus anything else. I just think Andor has a better look to it. So, and I, I don't, I don't say this to say that I don't think it's possible. I'm just curious how they're going to bridge the gap between Boba Fett, which doesn't look particularly good, and any of the other Star Wars series. And it's not just it's not just a money I know thing. it's not. I know it's not it is it's got, it is it's got, hmm. but the, the the filming that they had to do, they had to use the what's the name of the uh facility? Volume. Sorry, someone just volume. The volume. volume. They had 
to use the volume. We had the zombie apocalypse, remember, which limited going out to to live sets, etc. Now they've realised that it can be used. It has its limitations, and I agree. They, it, it does look, and I know we discussed this on one of the other channels. It is a little bit cartoony, but I, I, I still don't understand how it doesn't look like a Star Wars film when Rogue One looks different to Return of the Jedi, which looks different to um, Phantom Menace. For me, I don't, I'm, I'm, for me it comes to uh, like. for me it comes to tangibility. I feel like I can touch the world of Rogue One Andor. and the movies and Andor. So yeah, even you haven't seen. I don't feel like I can. Know. I don't feel I haven't seen Andor. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, I've watched yeah, I've watched an episode does, of Andor. Say the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't you feel like I could does. touch the world of the Mandalorian. It feels, it feels literally like they're in a vacuum. It feels like they're in volume. It sure. feels like sure. they're not in the real world. I think that's as far as feeling in shots. That's kind of a very nebulous way of me explaining how it makes me feel. And but that's there's why I'm excited about it. seeing it in movie form because I agree with you, Jonesy. It will look different. It will be on set. It will be outdoors. I hope. But Josie is saying that to it. Filoni doesn't that, have the experience. I don't like. I shouldn't like the series. I I like them for what they are. But I much mm -hmm. rather see my stuff on the big screen, which is why I'm excited about the movies. So not only that, the other aspect to it is like stunt casting or guest stars. Um, mm. That takes me out of the television experience. Oh god, yeah. I'm curious. Oh, seeing Doc Brown do was awful here. in the latest Mando. Doc Brown, awesome. Jack Black, Lizzo. I'm like, I. Yeah whatever so again Who? to me that is part of bridging the gap between the cinematic universe and the television universe like pushing that stuff out um yeah but that's just I got it. yeah i do want to see the uh, you know i do want to see the ahsoka mandalorian stuff shot and looking like a movie particularly based on rogue one kind of movie rob but you you were very, you said star wars movies and a lot of the star wars movies don't look the same so that's why i was interested in what makes a star wars movie or did you just mean movie in general set in the star wars universe i think They're... the first i think episodes four through six and no four through nine and what the hell's the last the uh, rogue one feel similar i think all of those seven feel similar <laughs> yeah they do in terms of tangibility and the way that it's shot and it feels like it's in and while i enjoy world. the disney plus stuff it still feels like it's not the cw it's like you know cw with more money i was gonna they say are different mando season sure. one and two really seemed to be that that bridge between uh ot uh uh sequels and you know the We'll call it, for lack of a better phrase, the grown-up, the mature Star Wars, and the the stuff with Rebels and 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 the Clone Wars, and season one and two. Relatively, there were some some moments with uh, bad writing, bad acting. You think of the uh, 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 backstabbing bounty hunter in season one; that was awful. Uh, and there's there's moments in in season two, but season three has taken such a dramatic turn to just being live action uh clone yeah. wars or rebels except for one episode and it didn't even feature the man mandalorian uh yeah. uh the that's the only one the rebel side, isn't it? Yeah, that's gotcha. that's yeah. my fear and and so so many people are okay they're like well if you just ad adjust to hey it's 
it is a live action cartoon. And I, I mentioned this on the cantina here on the Genreverse. Uh, I was like, if Mando season one and two didn't happen, I wouldn't be as upset. I might not have ever gotten into the show because it wouldn't have been for me, which, which is fine. My biggest issue is you already had something and it was doing well. And then you literally d- deliver soap opera level writing with soap, soap opera level uh, acting and some of the thinnest plot armor and, and some of the worst technical the mistakes I've, I've, I've seen in a, in a really, really, really long time. I don't, know, if you, I don't know that you can say that, Danny. You can't say that confidently. No, that's fight, think about the projects that have been canceled. Think about the issues that they've had, they've, they've been having. Um, you know, once they step into the movie realm, they're you know, this is Kathleen Kennedy's show. Um, uh, okay, well, I guess it. I'm hopeful that I shouldn't have faith because I'm not that well inclined, but I, I'm I am genuinely feeling that a movie, um, of these shows, which is what you guys rightly kind of predicted a few year, a couple of years ago, I think it will be better than the TV shows. It will be less cartoony. The needle will go the other way. Like Kyle said, it's gone too far towards the cartoons and not enough towards the adult Star Wars, for want of a better word. I think the movies will hit it right in the middle where we like, where, where, where we enjoyed Mando season one, or even lean closer to the adult because the biggest movie was, I mean, Rogue One was not expected to make any money. Who needs a bridge between episode three and four? And there it was, a billion dollar movie. And it was adult version better, of Star Wars. Better than the Han Solo movie. Who, yes. who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. So I, that's why I have a bit more confidence that the movie will get it right. Now, I know Rogue One had its challenges, its issues, its rewrites, its directors and stuff, but it ended up being a billion dollar movie and it was pretty fucking awesome too. So I, I, I enjoyed it anyway. So. That's why I have a bit more confidence. I guess that's where I where I lean. I'm enjoying the TV shows. They're not great, but the movies give it to me. Baby, spank it on me, baby. Wow, what's going on here? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, good for you and your optimism. I I don't have it. Um, Jammer, anything else to say before we, before we move on? Yeah, I am jaded. Especially when it comes um, to Star Wars. I think James Mangold's great. I think that'll be probably a special movie. Dave Filoni, we'll see. I mean, he hasn't had the experience of working on something more tangible, so it'll be a, certainly a leap up. Hopefully, he'll rise to the occasion, and hopefully, it'll be good. But I am not okay. so sure about that. The one, the James Mangold, and the other one, I'm. I think I'm fairly excited for both of those projects. Dave Filoni, I'll have to wait and see on. All right. Well, I think that's it, right? We're out of stories. We're out of movies. We're out of films. We're out of the thing. We can shut we're it down. We're out of time. We're out of time. Shut it down. Uh, so. Folks, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Don't forget, LRM and the Genreverse Podcast Network have other things for you to read, listen, check out. Also, don't forget we have a Discord. We've got more and more folks joining all the time, having conversations about this and all kinds of other fantastic stuff. And we hope to have you there. Other than that, Danny, what are you doing? Oh, there's a dog. Jammer, where can you be found? (laughs) You could find me. Uh, on Twitter at AJ Cerner Writer and all of my stuff at MahiaBooks.com, M-A-G-I-A Books.com, and I love that doggy. This and is Leia, we're... named after Guess Who. Oh, cutie, Princess yeah. Leia. Danny, you can find where me can you be playing found? with Leia. You can find me playing with Princess Leia. There will oh. be no spanking. <laughs> 
And you can find me under the name Sir Jonesius on all the socials. And of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Do not get any Anya.